Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Vision. I'm Brian. We are distinctive. distinctive. We are a household of two people, plus a couple cats. Um, so we are dual income, no kids, and also Disney fans. In other words, we are Disney dinks. Um, and so we thought we would make some videos about what it's like to be both of those things. In other words, touring Walt Disney World um, as a married couple, Without, without children, children, yes. without the Yes. Um, so on today's show, um, as always, we like to give you a magic word. The magic word is time. And this is your cue to enjoy a frosty adult beverage of your choice each time that word is spoken. So today's word is time. Um, and also we like to start with a game and in honor of your ridiculous vision, vision, magic band, headband thing visions. going on here, yeah. I have chosen a new game. All right. The name of this game is Infinity War. Oh. Infinity War, spoiler alert, half people die. So we are going to Disneyfy this and you must pick a park in, you must pick half the Disney parks to eliminate with the snap of Thanos' fingers. All right, half the Disney World parks, uh, both water parks. No. No, it's, well, that's not half. I mean, that's six. No, right? it, four uh, Disney parks. A four. Uh, two what, of the main Disney parks. The water park. The water parks do not count. Fine. Besides, there's only one open uh, at any given time, anyhow. That's not true. It's pretty no, true. No, no, in the summer, you, you're wrong. All right. I feel so, like there's always one close for renovation. Uh, I'm gonna say. As it stands today, Hollywood Studios, I know that as it stands, they have Toy Story Land. I guess, like, you know, I haven't written it yet, full disclosure. But as it stands today, without Star Wars Land, without Galaxy's Edge opened, uh, I'm going to go with that. And I just got to go. I mean, I think, I think, I think Epcot needs more updating, so I would naturally want to go there, but it's just got the best you know, food and drink selection available. As an adult, I can't eliminate that, so I gotta go Animal Kingdom and take oh. out Avatar. I know. Flight of Passage. I know, I know, Pandora, I know. Fading away into nothing else. I know, <sighs> Tiffins, I know. I know, there's so many good things it hurts. there. It hurts. It hurts, Too but soon. okay, yeah, what well, would you do that? Um, I this was supposed to be your game. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, no, I'd have to do the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So complaining about the same thing. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's move on that to today's, yeah, today's topic. It is, we have top five must-dos we definitely do-do. We do-do? Yeah, we do-do. Yes, uh, we do. Must-dos we do. We do-do. Yes. Uh, we just did a previous video of must-dos we don't do. So Linkages. No. We do do must, Yes. Must do's that we did not do. do. This video must do's we do. She keeps pointing, but there's nothing there. There will be. Okay, We're sure. going to do it eventually. All right. So let's go on to number one. <laughs> if not, just find our videos. You'll right. find it. There aren't that many. Um, okay. So number one of the must do's we do do, do, do. is we do use Disney Transit. So if you read various blogs, et cetera, one of the pieces of advice that you'll get over and over and over again is use Disney public transit, the buses, the water launches, um, or taxis, the um, 
uh, monorail, the upcoming Skyliner, excited about the Skyliner, um, which is the gondola system they're building right now. They're building it now. Um, <laughs> all these things are great for getting around Disney property. Um, they might even be better than driving around Disney property, depending on your time frame okay. of your plan, um, because the uh, A, it's free, B, someone else is handling it. Um, so you don't have to think about it um, and see if you are aware of what connects with what you can use Disney Transit to get basically anywhere um, you might have to transfer mm -hmm. depending on where you're going particularly Disney Springs you're probably gonna have to transfer if you're going to a park but um for the most part you can get around Disney World pretty easily with the public transit um, it may take up to an hour on some things if you're going very far, if you're doing any connections, uh, but Disney World's a huge place. So an hour on public transit, I mean, that's not worse than it is in Atlanta or Miami or um, Minneapolis on public transit to get places. So uh, I I think it's fine. I, yeah. We do it a lot. We particularly like the, um, the boat launches right within um, park area. Yeah. Absolutely uh, encourage you to take all forms of transit, especially the ones they haven't yet taken. Um, a lot of people miss out on the water taxis because they think inherently they're slow. I mean, you can watch them as they taxi and they, they don't go super fast. However, they do have a more direct route and that's just because how Disney designed the layout. I mean, this is all man-made, almost all. It's a swamp, they put the yeah. water somewhere. They're all man-made lakes, so they're strategically placed for, uh, for access for transportation. So although they might seem a longer, they're not. For example, if you were to go from Swan and Dolphin to Epcot, not too far of a walk, it's practically the exact same time, even with the stops in between and the water taxi. So it's- To one, be seated in an air-conditioned vessel. Yeah, so please, experience all the forms of transit that they have to offer. Uh, one bit of advice, don't get on the water taxi or wait in line while it's raining. It's more than likely going to lightning and they have a policy where if there's lightning detected within a five square mile radius, they uh, they shut down operations and then you have to wait till 30 minutes passes for the last lightning bolt and to resume. So more than likely, if you need to get somewhere fast, you're gonna just walk it or bus it, one of the two, but you know, just not going to be using the water taxi when it's raining. You're just taking a gamble. Yeah. So, and they will stop in the middle of a path if they have to uh, in order to go to the next stop. And they won't go to the final destination if they detect lightning. They will They yeah. will stop. So, Because, yeah, you know, safety. Safety, safety. safety first. No. Uh, anything else about the Disney uh, transit? Remember, it's free even to those who aren't staying on Disney Resort. So a lot of times you might be at Disney Springs Resort area. You could theoretically, we've done this several times, we'll go to Disney Springs for maybe a breakfast or lunch, start our day late, and then hop on one of the resort buses to another Disney resort and then take the monorail, for instance, from Polynesian or something, yeah. and get to the park that way. It yeah, keep in mind, Disney Springs bus, there's no buses no. that go directly yeah. to a park from yeah. there, so they don't want you'll have cheating. to transfer if you do it, but I mean, if you transfer to a monorail loop hotel, yeah. It's, it's not, not that, that bad a transfer, so bad. and you get to clear security at the hotel rather than at the front gate. So and yeah, keep in mind. Otherwise, you have to pay for parking at um, the parks themselves if you're going to park there. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely a benefit to take Disney Transit. Uh, they just added. Oh, forgot. They just added the new feature inside of the My Disney Experience app to look at the times the next bus is going to mm -hmm. arrive at your stop if this is only good for you apparently 
it's silly. I know the first version. If you are booked on property at Disney Resort, and it's only going to tell you the times that the buses are coming for various parks that are at coming to your Disney Resort. So if you're so it's like going to help you get out the door yeah, in the morning the and door. know when the bus that you want is arriving, so you're not standing out there for half an hour before you can get to the park for the beginning of the day. At the moment, that's all it is. Hopefully, they'll expand yeah. it in the future. That'd be nice. All right, number two. Um, so related to using Disney Transit is. Uh, no, sorry, it's not related. No, I thought it was, okay. but whatever. Um, number two is that we reserve our fast passes as early as awesome. reasonably possible. So um, the rules are if you're staying at Disney property, uh, it's 60 days prior to the start, first day of your vacation. Um, and that's 30 days if you're not staying on property. Um, and so we usually try and book them out as close to that as we can get. We don't always book our vacations that far in advance. Um, because we have annual passes and we're relatively local. We're in Georgia, so it's not that hard for us to get down there uh, quickly. Um, but we, you know, even if we only planned our vacation out two weeks in advance, we'll book the fast passes first thing two weeks out. And if we have that 30 day or 60 day mark and we've planned it out that far, we get on there the first day that we're allowed to and uh, and book at least for the ones that we know are going to be tricky to get that we really want. So this would be your Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, your Flight of Passage, if you're lucky enough to get it. Um, what else? Space Mountain can be tricky to get. Uh, Frozen is a tough one. Soren used to be one of ours, but Soren, you can watch lots of other videos about the issues that currently exist with Soren. Um, anyway, so we, we try and get at least those major big ticket ones early, um, as early as we can. Um, and then related to this also is get your fast passes early, but also book them for early in the day, right? So we don't always start our day right at rope drop, but we, if we plan on arriving at the park at nine, I will try and book our first three, our fast passes, which you're allowed three per day, um, as early as we can. Cause once you've finished off those three, you get another one, one at a time. Um, and since we often like to go to the parks later in the evenings, um, that can be great for us. So we can kind of have our midday to afternoon fast passes, and then we can kind of get one for after our dinner break. Um, and that usually you're not going to get one of those top tier, really hard to get fast passes that way. Sometimes you can get lucky and you will, um, but you know, you can get, some of those mid-tier rides, um, like like Space Mountain or um, uh, test Jungle track. Cruise, Test Tracks, those things will often yeah, pop up, up partway through the day, yeah. and you can grab them on the same day, um, if, yeah. depending. So. And and if you really, to stretch it out, I really recommend doing it, because sometimes you just never know about the, the crowd, and it fluctuates within the same day sometimes. You know, the fourth one, like like she said, you're going to probably get a mid-tier, but you can get a fifth one. It's just going to be bottom tier. It's going to be for, like, if you're in Epcot, Journey into Imagination, or Living living with the Land. Now, living Nemo. With the, yeah, Nemo. Now, Living with the Land, for instance, there's been times where it's just, like, just crowd fluctuation. It's a 20-minute rate for some reason on Living with the Land. So getting your fifth fast pass, it's, don't use it on your fourth. Try to get a mid-tier on your fourth, but getting the fifth fast pass... You might seem as silly to get a fast pass for living the land, but hey, you got five fast passes in a single day. So you're really optimizing your, your time there by doing that. All right. So that's one that we do follow the common advice of reserving your fast passes and put them as or put those first three as early as you can so you get done with them um, and you can move on to some others later on.
Uh, next one we have on the list is we must do that we do do is park hop. That one is related. That's related, yes, <laughs> because you can't, uh, you can only book uh, fast passes for one park at a time for each day. So if you still have an outstanding fast pass, doesn't matter if it's your initial three or your one and one, if you have an outstanding fast pass for Epcot, you can't book one for um, Magic Kingdom. So keep that in mind when park hopping, but definitely do park hop. It will save you, uh, I'll tell you, I'll save you some uh, time in visiting these parks because some of them like Hollywood Studios is really just a half day uh, park as it is today. Yes. So park hop. No, we haven't been to Toy Story yet. Oh, well, I haven't been to say that that much. Yeah, adds two rides. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so park hopping is great. Um, I think I mentioned that we like to take um, break kind of late afternoon or dinner time ish, and a lot of the time we'll go kind of mid morning. We'll do one park until we feel like we're done with it or until we're tired. Um, and oftentimes that'll be kind of right up against the dinner hour, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And we can go to a resort hotel where um, oftentimes you can get a dining reservation pretty close to, or you can, a lot of time you can just walk in and they'll have a table. Um, and we'll go and we'll eat outside the park, um, but still on Disney property. And then we'll transition to another park for the evening, particularly to see fireworks show. So. Um, uh, happily ever after illuminations are our favorites at the moment um, and so it can be great to okay we're done with this park we're gonna go to Epcot now we're gonna have dinner we're gonna watch illuminations um, and you can only do that if you have that park hopper um, even if you have extra days on your ticket you can't use like two days at two different parks it's not allowed so you have to have the park hopper if you plan to go to a park more than one park in a single day um, we have annual pass. Annual pass has a park hopper option rolled into them, um, but you can add it to any individual ticket. Um, and I do think that the value is is there, is worth it, um, particularly for people with no kids. So the main argument against park hopping is the transition time it takes you to go from yeah. one park to another. Um, and if you don't have kids, your life gets a lot easier in that transition. You're really just talking about the actual physical transit time. So tips for park hopping, do between Hollywood Studios and Epcot, use the, use the boat. It's going to be your fastest, easiest way. Between Epcot and Magic Kingdom, absolutely use the monorail. You will have to change uh, lines at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Please don't fall for, I don't know, eventually do it. But, you know, if you're on a time constraint, don't do it. They have the shuttle boats, the giant boats that go across Seven Seas Lagoon. The ferry. The ferry. Yeah, the ferry. That's what they call Uh They take longer than waiting on the monorail. The ferry is nice. It's good it's to nice. do, but don't do it if don't you're in a time it. crunch. Don't do it in a time crunch. Just take the monorail. And just be realistic with yourselves. Once you're at Animal Kingdom, you're pretty much there. Uh, so don't really – it's just so far out from all the other parks. Even from some of the resorts is really far so pretty much you're committed when you do Animal Kingdom to stay there for the remainder of the day. And I feel like it's grown to be a park where you can stretch out an entire day with anyways. So. And anytime you're trying to transition between parks, if you find that the transit system's just not gonna allow you the time frame that you want, keep in mind, you know, they got the mini buses and you can get the Ubers and whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that can be an effective way of getting around um, depending on where you're trying to get to and from, uh, obviously, at an increased cost for the increased convenience. 
All right. That's the way the world works. Number four. Number four is to be prepared for the heat. Um, so we are, as I mentioned, living in Georgia, East Florida, born and bred. Born and bred. So South we're Florida. pretty accustomed to the southern heat, but that is not the case for everybody. Um, and even us being accustomed to the heat, we know to come prepared for the heat. So I, by prepared, I mean have your water bottle, wear your clothes that are heat appropriate. Um, girls, ladies, be aware that you know, you're gonna have to adjust your concept of cuteness somewhat to accommodate the fact that you're gonna wanna wear comfortable shoes, you're gonna need that sweat-proof makeup if you wanna wear makeup to the park, um, you're gonna wanna get your hair up out of, you know, not just wear it loose unless you like sweat dripping on you. you. Um, you're gonna wanna wear, you know, cotton, breathable fabrics, these sorts of things. So you don't have to look like you're going to the gym, but you know, just keep this in mind um, when you're thinking about what you're wearing to the park, what you're bringing with you to the park, have your sunblock, have your water, have, um, we have those towel rag thing, what are those ones? Uh, those are frog togs. The frog togs, right? So they keep the water in them yeah. um, and those can be great as cooling mm -hmm. cloths. Um, and, um, and yeah, so be prepared, bring some stuff with you, um, like those cooling cloths, like yes. the water bottle, um, and also be prepared to, you know, be taking stock of how you feel throughout the day. If you're feeling headachey, this is a sign of dehydration. You're gonna wanna, you know, get some water and take five minutes and sit in the shade someplace. Um, better that than collapsing of heat exhaustion and needing the medical folk to help you out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and as a ginger, some tips. There's just not that much shade while walking. I mean, there's shady places to sit and to stand and whatever, but when you're pretty much walking most of the day to get to and from places, there's just not shady routes. So um, I actually like uh, having an umbrella. I don't always carry things. Like my bike is so kind sometimes to carry an umbrella, even in the, the sunny day. I know that you might look like, feel like foolish, but Trust me, as a ginger, you'll appreciate that. Um, second thing, uh, absolutely, as a guy, I'm always, you know, very uh, comfortable wearing undershirts. Don't wear undershirts. Just don't. It's okay. As long as you're okay, with, I mean, you should be okay with the fact that you're going to have, you know, sweaty clothes, right? Meaning this sweaty areas, you know, and it's just everyone has it. It's okay. Putting an extra undershirt is just going to make it hotter and stickier, and there's no no real reason. Um, definitely do wear what I call golf shirts or quick dry shirts. Those really do help, and you know, not being completely soaked. Um, so absolutely do that and drink, 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 uh, both alcohol and water. And again, to close, um, sometimes skirts can actually be really nice, particularly if you're at one of the less strenuous parks like Magic Kingdom, where, you know, there's not really any rides where you have to worry about that. Just, I mean, keep in mind that you're going to be seated a lot in public areas. So, you know, you probably want a little length to your skirt, but like a knee length skirt can be very cool um, attire to wear in the park. It seems a little counterintuitive, but, you know, skirt, sneaker, shoes, or skirt, sneakers, t-shirt um, can be can be a good combo um, if you're not a shorts person. I'm not big on shorts, but I don't really like wearing long pants either in that heat. So that's a good uh, compromise for me. Um, number five, last number one. Number five, last one is stay for the fireworks show. Must do, we do do. We do that. We do that.
we do the cha-cha. Yeah. So I think you're the one that primarily put oh, this yeah. one on the list. Though. Absolutely. Fireworks. Um, the, the firework shows are amazing, first and foremost, because they have special designers who create the shows, and they're all in sync with not just the music, but the visuals that go along with them. Usually they're 3D projections. Um, so in terms of show value and fireworks, you're not going to get a better firework show anywhere, period. It's just it's the best firework show on planet Earth. Um, and the nice thing is is that they're they're uh, they're inspiring in my opinion. They they really kind of give a message that's uplifting and positive, and you know they kind of hit you at, at home for some of you know some of your favorite childhood movies. So. Absolutely, stay for the fireworks. Oh, Tear. Uh, All right. So, what are some of your favorite fireworks shows? Um. So my favorites are Happily Ever After. I do like Happily Ever After. R.I.P. Wishes. Wishes no. was nice. Wishes. Um. And also, I like Illuminations. It's getting a little tired for me now because we go so often and it's been playing in Epcot for so long, yeah. but. It's a quality show, so if you've never been, or if you've only been once or twice, or if you've never seen Illuminations, even if you've been to Walt Disney World before, it, it's aging well. I mean, it's still a great show, and it's definitely worth checking out. Um, that's one where you do want to try and get a good spot a little early. Oh, yeah. um, with Magic Kingdom fireworks, you can walk up five, ten minutes early and find a place um, if, uh, if you're not too picky, but if you want uh, a perfect viewing angle, you never. Yeah, if you're trying to get a picture, yeah. you know the the classic um, postcard picture, you might want to be a little picky at Magic Kingdom. But if you just want to watch a show, you, you can do it pretty close to the time. Illuminations, if that's the first time seeing the show, particularly, find a good spot. It's definitely worth it. Um, and I like the Star Wars show. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and that Star Wars show is is pretty epic yep. uh you feel the pyro on that show and it's pretty fun yeah and make sure you get i mean they have they're, they're listed as two separate shows in both magic kingdom and in hollywood studios they have a 3d projection for both before the firework show uh those are definitely you have you have to see because um it's just you know cutting edge technology and it really makes you feel like there's these buildings are changing right before your eyes they do it on the the Castle of Magic Kingdom, and they do Grauman's Chinese Theater at uh, Hollywood Studios. The the tip with that is you have to be standing. You don't want to be right up on it. You really don't want to be as close as possible to either of those buildings because you clearly see the facade of the building underneath the 3D projection and lighting that they got going on. So you, you really, to get the perspective right, you need to be standing a little bit further back. So for Magic Kingdom, behind the oval past the oval everyone knows like where the start of what you can see yeah the hub where you see the start of the street being a normal street width that's pretty pretty good spot to, to view that from uh for grauman's chinese theater it's pretty much those um where those two trees stand up and divert the right. the traffic right right there is a good spot um yeah so definitely do that uh and don't don't just don't waste your time on on, on the, what's the what's the show in Hollywood Studios after Fantasmic. I mean, it's a Mickey themed, you know. It's uh, fun if you're if you're a big show. Disney fan. So we're like Disney parks fans. Yeah. And I love Disney movies, but I'm not huge on like the Fab Five and the yeah. original cartoons and stuff. So it's not as much for for me personally. But so if you're a big like Disney fan, you love all the 
original cartoons and the classic Disney, then Fantasmic is good. But if that's not so much your thing, it really is more oriented for kids. So that may be lower on your list of the nighttime shows. Yeah, absolutely. So my advice would be go see Star Wars. It, uh, uh, fireworks right afterwards is like a little bit of a gap and Fantasmic starts. So a lot of people just leave and go straight to Fantasmic to get a seat. And there's like 20, 30 minute window where you can still get on a ride. So go to see Slinky Dog, go to, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster or whatever. Or hang out and get a really great spot for the next show. Or do that. So those, those are great bits of advice. I, I, what, what do you think about um, the show in Animal Kingdom? Um, um, uh, Rivers of Life. Rivers of Life. Um, so it's not my favorite. It. It's, it's very beautiful, but it doesn't have a great storyline in my opinion. So I like the music and I like the technology with the, they have these um, water curtains that they project mm -hmm. against. Um, and if the weather holds and it's not too windy, those are pretty cool. But I think it's worth seeing, but it's probably yeah. not, um, it's definitely not a show yeah. that I would wait in a long queue uh, to see. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to use that as your fourth or maybe even fifth fast pass of the day, I would not probably use that for one of your first three because then you're, you're stuck onto it and you can't actually get one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So uh, if you want to use it as your fourth, uh, that's fine. I, I wouldn't, yeah, it'd be a good idea to do that. Uh, Another but, trick for the, um, at least with Fantasmic and Rivers of Light, and I think they might have it for the Star Wars one as well, um, is uh, you can do the dining package. Um, so yeah. if you're planning on eating in that park at a sit-down restaurant, you can, um, just get on the Disney website and you'll be able to find whether or not a dining package is offered for that or not. Basically what that is, is you pay a set price for your dinner and included within that is um, reserved seating for the show later on. And it doesn't have to be synced up in time. So you can eat at, you know, 545 yeah. and the show is not till eight. Um, and, and they'll, and you can do that. So that can be a way if you just don't want to wait in the queue, but you do want to see one of those shows. I know they do it for Rivers Light and Fantasmic, and I think they do it for some of the other ones as well. Yep, absolutely. And um, we hope you enjoyed this uh, video of must-dos we do-do. Um, so we like to end each video with a quote from the man himself, Walt Disney. And today's quote is... The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And we're going to do exactly that. We're going to quit talking. So this is Brian. Janet. And we are Distinctive. Distinctive.